Where the hell have you been, soldier? Training, sir! Training, sir! What kind of training, son? Pizza training, sir! Welcome to episode 38 of Drew and Sam Talk Training. I am Drew Helmholtz with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. And I am Sam with Bowser Consulting. And in this week's fabulous episode, we're going to double down on doubling down. We actually don't give me the eyes already, Sam. It's only 12 seconds in. Is that quadrupling down? If you're doubling down on double, I don't know. I'll have to ask Jim Garrity. I don't understand the whole gambling thing. I'll, I'll check with him. All right, Jim, but, we're, are we quadrupling down? That's the question for you, my friend. Sam and I had the pleasure of being in Las Vegas with so many of you fabulous listeners last week. So we figured we'd touch on a couple things that were discussed in the rather cool climates of the Venetian resort. So without any further ado, I want to kick it to one of our sounds. And I don't know which sound to kick it to this week, Sam. Who, who's, who, who, what, which sound? Let's kick it to uh, Tom Petty and learning to fly because uh, I think spirits were flying high at the rally. All right. That works for me. So, Tom, take it away. So uh, before we jump into what was talked about, let's talk about some folks that took away some hardware. So, Drew, you and I both have some history with the world's fastest pizza maker. We've both run it. We both emceed it. Uh, neither of us have competed in it, as far as I know, uh, because then it would not be the world's fastest pizza maker. It would be the uh, world's most somewhat fast pizza maker. I believe I still hold the title of 2018 Utah fastest pizza maker. Really, that's a fantastic honor you've got there as uh, Utah's fastest pizza maker. Wow, I probably can't even be Dexter's fastest pizza maker because you're here. Holy cow. Anyway, did you catch any of the pizza making competition at the uh, at the vendor show? I did, Sam. I didn't get into the crowd and and watch a ton of it. I was uh, a little busy mingling, working with a couple future clients, but I did see the 5th, 13th, 19th, 12th, 20th, and first place people all go. Wow, that's awesome. You know, I liked how they um, they had just a huge uh, stage set up, which is pretty cool. And a lot of places for people to get right in there and see it live. But then they also had like this viewing area outside in the vendor show. And there were uh, there were some couches down there. And I caught most of it on those big TVs because I, too, was doing some mingling and um, may have taken a selfie or two with folks that listen to the podcast. And, you know, if you were one of those that took a selfie with either Drew or I, thank you so much for making us feel, feel so special. That was amazing. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, Zachary's Jaff of the UK turned in a blistering time of one minute and 10 seconds and took away the 2022 world's fastest pizza maker crown. Pretty cool stuff. It is. I'm I'm not really good at math, Sam. So help me out for a second. If 2022 went to a bloke from the UK yeah. and 2020 virtually went to some Werner guy, friend of the show. And 2018 went to some Canadian Werner guy, friend of the show. Hey. And 2016. 
oh, who was 2016? You know, I was not there. And uh, even if I were, um, I think much like our pulse systems, my uh, my data dumps every 18 months or so. My point is, is that that's a long time for it to go back international instead of to the U.S. And we've had a couple runs like this. Polly had a couple runs like that. So, so I think it's time for for the U.S. listeners to to get in gear and figure out how to be faster than a minute 11. It's time for a domesticated animal to get up on that stage and take it away. I don't, I don't think you used any of those words correctly, actually, but, but we'll accept it for, for today. Okay. Well, you know, I am uh, a little under the weather. So if I didn't use words in the correct or appropriate way, I appreciate the latitude on that. So um, also had uh, a pretty cool piece of hardware given out soon to be friend of the show. Brian Edler joined the very uh, rarefied air of chairman's circle winner. So congratulations to Ohio franchisee, Brian Edler. I mean, before that day, he was probably the most famous franchisee to not be in the chairman's circle, being that he has a spoodle named after him. I mean, there is that. Now he has two. Did you see the, see the junior? That was the segue, Sam. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> take it, take it away. I think you got it. Go ahead. Yeah, he's got to fly him, Brian Jr., which apparently is much better for mediums and smalls. Wow, we are on a roll today. For our listeners out there, this may not be our best effort ever, but um, but we're here putting in the work for you the dedicated Drew and Sam talk training listeners. Oh, it's, it's effort. All right. It's effort. <laughs> so I had a, um, had someone from Corinth, Texas, take away some hardware, a general manager of the year, Eric Alira. Uh, so that had to be pretty amazing uh, for Eric. Congratulations. And then the international GM of the year was Rukshan Fernando from Great Britain. So um, just all kinds of stuff. And of course, there was many, many other awards. And uh, a couple of people went home with some gold frannies. Some friends of the show went home with gold frannies. I got to say, it was, it was nice of them to give Luann Dellinger, friend of the show, a chance to give her acceptance speech in front of a crowd because she's won it through the pandemic. So that three time in a, in a row. It was just really, it was a really classy move on their part to still let her do some speechifying. Some speechifying. I wonder if Luann thought it was a good move to be able to do some speechifying. Cause sometimes I mean, she knowing she probably didn't, but yeah, it was the, it was the right thing to do three times in a row. You, you get up there and you, you talk to some folks. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So you and I had the uh, pleasure of getting into Las Vegas early. And before the rally on Monday, uh, the DFA, along with just a, a marvelous group of franchisees, put together a little thing they like to call Campus Palooza, which is a marketing meeting for campus stores and military, too. Uh, what uh, what'd you get out of that thing that we, we spent all day in that room listening to some just fantastic presentations? You know, Sam, I got a lot out of out of campus palooza it's always interesting to me how how often we as dominoids feel the desire 
or maybe it's the hubris that where we are at at this moment in time, no one else has ever been. And therefore we must build it ourselves. And Campus Palooza is the attempt to stop that. And so everything they talk about there is the attempt to stop folks from looking at their four walls and going, my store is completely different. No one has ever done this before. I must fashion my way on my own to find out that, yes, you are literally the 16,000th GM to build a cleaning checklist for your opening driver. Why'd you waste four days doing it? Download one of these 600 off of this one Facebook group, please. I actually love Campus Palooza for that, that it, it tries to not standardize, but just pull some best practices from a marketing standpoint for the campus and military stores. It's, it's really thoughtful in that respect. Yeah, I love where you went with that. I, you know, you and I have been around the block once or twice when it comes to Domino's Pizza. And the new technology is amazing. And all of the menu upgrades over the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years have really helped the business. At the end of the day, gang, the, the pizza business hasn't changed since Tom opened that first store back in Ypsilanti. And that's make a great product, deliver it as quickly as you can, and do it with a smile on your face. And I remember distinctly a campus Palooza here in Ann Arbor where uh, Eric Marlowe got up. He's a supervisor for the stores here at the University of Michigan. And he said, I've got the silver bullet for you, gang. And he said, what we do here in Ann Arbor is we make great pizzas. We deliver them as quickly as we can and we door hang. There you go. Go out and do it. Those things that have worked for years and years and years are going to continue to work for years and years and years. And sometimes it seems as though some of our folks get off on a tangent of looking for the greatest new marketing idea, and maybe they lose sight of rim size portion placement bake, or maybe they lose sight of getting those great turnaround times. And as we go in to load and go, which was talked about a lot at Campus Palooza, you know, we're, we're simply trying to get our drivers in and out of the store in a much more efficient way. And you don't have to have load and go to be efficient. If you're efficient now and you institute load and go, you're going to be more efficient. But if you're not efficient now and you're not trying to be efficient, when you institute load and go, you're not going to be all that much more efficient. So it's a mindset more than a new thing, more than a shiny new toy, more than a new marketing idea. You've got to have the desire to put the work in. And if you don't have the desire to put the work in with what you've got now, getting something shiny and new isn't going to make you really all that much better. It starts with you and the folks that got up on stage at Campus Palooza, I think understand that as well as anybody, that it starts with them. The buck stops with them. The new initiatives start with them and the success for their team members and for all of their, all of their customers depends on the mindset they bring to the game. I share something I overheard at Campus Palooza. Please do. I overheard a uh, uh, enterprising young newish general manager go up to a franchisee and the the statement because it wasn't really a question but it kind of was. So so here's how the conversation went. The, the GM went up to the franchisee and said I've done load and go. Now what? And the franchisee looked at him and the, there was a giant question mark on the franchisee's face. You could see it. And the franchisee's like, what do, you, what, what do you mean now what? And the GM goes, but um, 
I, I put in load and go and my service times are, and I'm not going to say the number, but let's just say if you said these service time numbers amongst friends, they would ask you, why are you talking about that? That's not good service. Okay. So whatever number you think is not necessarily good service is what the number was that was said. And the franchisee's response was, you haven't put in load and go then because your service number would be like half that. And the GM's like, but I did. So now what? And the franchisee just said, go back and keep going. And that's just it. Like to your point, it's not about the flashy new thing. It's not about the newest digital banner. It's not about Ryan Swanson, soon to be friend of the show, doing some new mailers or some new ad drops, which actually totally makes sense at a campus because every nine months you have 10,000 new people or 2000 new people. They don't know you exist. Mail them. Totally makes sense. Man, ops is ops. Ops is ops. And for 60 years, it's the same thing. And the, the, the toppings may change. The weights may change. The tech may change. But it's the same thing. And it's not going to get flashy. And if you're not paying attention to it today, it's going to bite you tomorrow. Just keep doing the basics. It's amazing how far the basics take you. Just ask Luann, three time in a row, GM of the year. It's the basics. You know, I, I'm glad you mentioned Brian Swanson because... Ryan puts together just amazing videos and he's on Facebook all the time talking about the things he does. And when we get Ryan on the show, I think, I think I want to put it in reverse and talk to him about all the things he doesn't talk about because my guess is Ryan just takes them for granted. It's just part of the core culture in his stores. They don't talk about product being so important because they've made it so important that it's not even a discussion point. We don't talk about making great pizzas because it's just what we do. You know, I've talked to a lot of folks when they talk about the ops assessment. And I say, you know, if you worked for me and you got a 96 and you lost four points because you had a remake, we would sit down and have a very serious discussion. But if you lost 20 points because of things that were maybe out of your control or things that just got overlooked. As long as they weren't pizzas, we'd just have a coaching session and we would talk about what we could do to do it better. But gosh darn it, if we can't make great pizzas, that's the cost of admission to this game. Load and go is the icing. Product, service, and image is the cake. And if you don't have the cake, what good is the icing? Yeah, I can put the sweetest, happiest icing on a giant cow pie and it's still going to be a cow pie. And, you know, I think that's what the manager that you overheard was trying to do. Correct. He has not built a solid foundation. So as he's trying to put this icing on the cake or as he's trying to build the house around a foundation that isn't solid, he doesn't understand where all the hype is around load and go, you know, the Chris farmers of the world and the Shane Casey's of the world, they understand that these things don't work. If we can't make a pizza correctly. Can I lighten the mood a little bit? Lighten her up. You mentioned operations assessment. Yes, sir. And I am, I am still friendly with much of that team having hired actually all of the current managers. I think Belinda, no. But the other, so two of the three managers I, I, I hired on as coaches years ago, I did not realize that they call themselves the operations assessment team. And, and at Domino's, we love our TLAs, Sam, three letter acronyms. And what is an operations assessment team acronym, Sam? OAT. OAT. 
which if you're in Georgia and you're doing Georgia's operations assessment team, you would be the. Um, well, Georgia would be bulldog. So you'd be a boat. Oh, I was just going for the G Sam. I know. If you're in Michigan, you would be a moat. If you're in Wisconsin, you'd be a woat. I would, I, if you're in California, you'd be a coat. I would totally have logos for every, wow. every single. What about Texas? You'd be a tote. Wow. So, you, so I would totally have logos for every single coach. If you were the Texas coat coach and you were going to Connecticut, you should probably tote your coat. I would totally. Yes. Yes. I would have that much fun with it. I would just have so much insanely stupid juvenile fun with that. Okay. But, but in all seriousness now, okay. Not in all seriousness now, like three steps more. I had to spell that joke out to four different people on that team. I don't get it. What do you mean? You're an oat. I'm a what? Your operations assessment team. Yes. You're an oat. A what? I'm like, Oh my God, get there. Get there. I had other people walking by overhearing it, laughing hysterically. And the coaches themselves were like, eh, huh? Okay. Well, if there, there are any oats listening, um, congrats. If you're in Georgia, you are the goat. That'd be Belinda. And, you know uh, who you are. Nice. And if you're uh, in Michigan, watch out for the moat. Okay. We got to stop. Let's, uh, <clears throat> uh, our, our captain has just come Florida over the airwaves and said we we're in final final approach and uh, please make sure your seat backs are in the upright position as we prepare to land any uh, final thoughts on this doubling down on doubling down or quadrupling down Jim Garrity still waiting for the official word on that um, on this year's rally we didn't get into the meat of Russell's message go on to Pinet and if you've got access and check out what the meat of his message is but here's, here's what I actually want to say about the rally. The entire purpose of the rally for every rally since the beginning is a recharge. You get to be around other people that have sauce in their veins and you get to see that you're not alone in your store or in your effort or in your energy or in your enthusiasm. And if you are lucky enough to go, thank your franchisee. If you're a franchisee, thank your team for finding a way to cover their store to go with you. If you didn't go, find a way to set a goal for you to go for the next one. Ask your franchisee what it would take, because until you go, you don't understand how cool it is to be in a room with 8,000 other people as they do the Domino's cheer, or as nutty as it sounds to see Sheldon Port, friend of the store, friend of the show, up on stage singing Don't Stop Believing and having 3,000 Dominoids singing along with him. It's a cool place to be. Hey, um, I'm glad you brought up Sheldon. So uh, congrats to Sheldon uh, and Cora because uh, Sheldon actually proposed to Cora on that stage at the party in front of 5,000 of his closest friends. So that had to be amazing. Kind of like him to be under the spotlight, do something like that. Those, those, yeah. On brand. Yeah. 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 Very cool. And then I think, um, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't send out a huge thank you and shout out to everyone that was taking, making, and baking pizzas while 8,000 Domino's Pizza folks were getting together 
in Las Vegas. So if this wasn't your year to go to the rally and you were inside the four walls taking great care of our customers, thank you so, so much for doing that and holding down the shop while other people did and set your sights, like Drew said, on going to the next rally because it will be an experience that you won't soon forget. And you'll get to see what the Canadians do next, whatever that is, because in my humble opinion, they won the rally this year with those amazing hockey jerseys that they wore. They win with every hockey jersey. I've got three of them here at my house. I almost wore them to the rally just so I could be Canadian. More Canadian than it seems I am already as a hockey-loving Rush fan in Michigan. I'm already basically Canadian. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, way to go, Canadians, eh? Uh, It was very nice to see those hockey jerseys. You did great. All right, Sam. We're we're coming up on like 25 minutes of you and I attempting to do this podcast today. Go ahead and put our fabulous listeners out of their misery this week. Hey, gang, thanks so much for listening. We'd love it if you'd share these episodes with your friends. Like them, follow, and subscribe. And uh, just before we taped this, we got a new um, level of... Uh, downloads, which is just amazing. We just eclipsed 20,000 downloads, which just blows my mind. So thank you so much. This has been episode number 38 of Drew and Sam Talk Training. I'm Sam with Fowser Consulting. And I'm Drew with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. Go out and sell more pizzas. And have more fun. That's all, folks.